Welcome to the Curiosity Podcast, a show about everything e-commerce and digital business. The aim is simple, to help you thrive online. And now, your host, Matt Edmondson. Welcome, my fellow e-commerce entrepreneurs. My name is Matt Edmondson, and this show is for those of us curious about e-commerce and want to know how to get better at doing digital business. Now, in today's show, we are going to look at one of the key problems those new to e-commerce face, and it's this. I get traffic to my website, but I'm not selling anything. So we're going to look how do we solve the traffic but no sales problem for your e-commerce website. If there is one complaint I hear time and time again for those new into e-commerce, it is this. So this is going to be a show dedicated to solving that problem. We are going to get into it, okay? As always, I will put show notes up on the website at mattedmondson.com. Any links will also go in those show notes. You can go and grab those. So if you're listening to this podcast on the road, you're driving, or you can't take notes for whatever reason, we've done it for you. Just head on over to the website and download them. And whilst you're there, check out the CoLab project uh, I, I still can't believe I'm actually doing this. And if you don't know what it is, I've actually set this challenge to set up 100 new e-commerce websites. Uh, but to do that, um, I either need to you know, go and hire 100 people or I can work with partners who have got some great products, some great ideas, maybe a great platform or a great tribe, but actually don't necessarily have the skill and expertise in e-commerce and think, you know what? I'd love to partner with somebody that does. Well, if that's you, you want to definitely check it out. Check it out at my website, mattedmondson.com. Hit the CoLab project link at the top of the site and you'll see what it's all about. Big shout out to the amazing Curious Digital, this show's sponsor. It is an experience-based e-commerce platform. What do I mean by experience-based? It's a great phrase and it's, it's because this platform has been built on experience in e-commerce over years, like since 2002, if I'm honest with you. And uh, I mean, well, e-commerce is 25 years old this year. Did you know that? 25 years old, apparently. Uh, and this platform has been <laughs> being developed since 2002, which is a big chunk of it, let me tell you. Uh, and it's based on experience in e-commerce. It's not based on theory or ideas. This thing has been tried and tested in the real world in my own e-commerce businesses. So if you're looking for a new platform, definitely check it out at Curious.Digital. Curious with a K, not with a C. Okay, let's get into this. Now, like I said, traffic but no sales is the key complaint you hear from new e-commerce entrepreneurs. And it's especially true, if I'm honest, from those people that set up their new website with Shopify. I, I have a theory as to why this is. Um, I think it's because it's fairly easy to set up a Shopify site. You don't need any coding experience or anything like that. Um, you can easily set one up. And if you follow their ideas, because they're brilliant, there's a whole bunch of information on their website about e-commerce. If you follow their ideas, you'll get your site set up and they'll talk to you a lot about Facebook marketing and how you can use ads to generate traffic to your website. Okay. Um, and so a lot of people do that. They build the website, they go and do Facebook, 
or you know an ads program and they get people to their website but the people just aren't buying the visitors aren't buying for whatever reason product from their website um, and so they reach out because often they are stuck and don't know what to do next right the thinking being i've built the pig in website i've put some products on there i've gone and done what you've told me to do with facebook marketing why is it not working uh, he says as he slams the desk. Sorry about that. You should never do that, should you, when you're podcasting? Um, why is it not working? So we want to get into this. Now, I want to just, uh, before we get into this, I want to give a bit of background, a bit of context. If you have not heard last week's episode where I talk about the Jersey framework, the framework that I use to build e-commerce businesses, um then you might want to pause this particular uh, podcast and go and listen to that first because we are going to look at this problem in the context of the Jersey framework and see how that is going to help you turn traffic into sales. Okay, so you could really do with that background information. But if you haven't got time to go back and listen to it, I will give a quick recap now because, you know, that's just the kind of service we offer. <laughs> uh, but if you have got time, definitely go back and listen to it. And in last week's show, I talk about this framework that I've been developing since, what, 2002. Um, and it's a framework that I use on my own e-commerce businesses. And it's a framework that I actually use whenever I go and do coaching or consulting with clients. I use this framework to diagnose the problems, right? And the, we use the word Jersey because Jersey is seriously connected with me as a, as a business. We have Jersey Beauty Company. We have the Jersey Group. And Jersey uh, spells out for me the six stages of e-commerce that I definitely want to look at and examine to an awful lot of detail. The first one being Jam Jar, which is all about product choice, right? Finding high demand products uh, that have knowable sales patterns that create profit for my business. That's what I'm interested in there. Uh, we have E, which is all about engineer. It's all about building a website that works for you, for your customer, and for your business. We have R in Jersey, J-E-R, which is resonate. And that's all about creating the best experience for your customers on your website, which converts super, super well, right? We want to look at conversion stats and how we get people engaged with what we're doing online. Uh, the S, J-E-R-S, is send, which is all about marketing. How can I send the, the best traffic, the best people to my website. Where do I find them? I want to go and find them, grab them, and send them to my website in order that they buy some products. Uh, we've got J-E-R-S-E, which is where I look at experience. So what kind of experience are customers getting, both on the website but also after they've purchased? You know, what does, what does the real experience feel like for them when they get the products, when they get the parcel? How do they feel? How can I improve that? Uh, and then Y, J-E-R-S-E-Y, Jersey, Y is yo-yo. And this is all about creating that yo-yo effect, creating a repeatable and referable business being the key for me for long-term success, right? So that's the framework, okay? Now, let's go through this point by point with this problem. I'm getting traffic, but no sales, okay? And I see this time and time again. And uh, in fact, I am going to pull up onto my web browser in front of me a website that was posted to a public forum. I'm not going to put the website name up because I think that's unfair. But I am going to talk about it and what I see and why I don't think it's working. And this was posted like 12 hours ago uh, on a public forum. So let's start with Jamjar. 
okay, the products. Now, the aim of the jam jar section is to curate these high demand products that create profit through knowable sales patterns. Okay, if you heard last week's podcast, you heard me talk about this in depth. So step number one, or question number one, are you curating the right problems? Okay, now for me, nine times out of 10, when somebody comes to me and says, I've got traffic, but no sales, the very first thing we have to diagnose is what products do they actually sell on their website. Now, let me tell you, just going to AliExpress and choosing a handful of products and putting them on your website is not going to work. I know that there is like one person in every 10,000 that it does actually work for. But the reality of this is there's 9,999 people that it doesn't, right? You cannot just go and just grab any old product and throw them on a website and think that is going to work, okay? We have to curate. We have to be thoughtful in the products that we want. We have to research and we have to spend the time. We want to know, are they high demand? Now, here's the thing. Nine times out of ten, if I go to your website because you're, you, know, you say I've got traffic but no sales, you are selling products which are not in high demand. Now, they might have a worldwide high demand. For example, I'm looking at the website that I mentioned, and I'm just scrolling down now, and they sell sunglasses and jewelry. Do sunglasses and jewelry have high demand worldwide? Absolutely. But let me tell you, the sunglasses that you're selling, the jewelry that you're selling, are really, really hard to sell online because they just do not have that high demand because I've seen the same sunglasses on 20,000 websites, right? You're all competing with the same products because you're all buying them from the same source. Now, we talked about this last week, okay? So you go, well, okay, I'm trying to create um, high demand products that create profit, right? So will these products make a profit? And so then you kind of go, well, let's assume, let's get, do we get through the first check? Are they high demand? Well, if they are, are they actually going to make me a profit? Now, if you sell a product for, let's just pick some sunglasses here. We've got sunglasses for 22 bucks on the website. Let's have a look at those. I'm going to guess they're fairly cheap looking from the photographs. So first and foremost, I don't think they're worth 22 bucks, right? Um, but let's say I was willing to spend $22 on those sunglasses. You're probably buying them for what, 3 or $4 from AliExpress, and they're going to ship them out. Now, that's that's actually profitable. If you're buying a product for five bucks and selling it for 20, that, my friend, is what you call a profit, right? Um, but you've missed on the first one. It's the high demand thing. Okay, you've got to have these high demand products that are going to generate profit. What I tend to see is people go, well, you know what? These sunglasses just aren't selling. They're not shifting at this price. So instead of selling them for 22 bucks, I'll sell them for 11 bucks because I'm still doubling my money. And what you find is every other website starts to do that and it becomes a race to the bottom and quickly you are not making any money on them, okay? Uh, the, the other thing that I'd say about this is we want to create products, high demand products that create profit through knowable sales patterns. Do you know, as the website owner, what the knowable sales patterns are for these products? How do customers buy them? And the chances are not because I look at your website and let me tell you, somebody who knows how to sell sunglasses or glasses, I would look at websites like Oakley, I would look at Warby Parker, and I'd be going, what is it that they're doing? Because they figured out how customers want to buy these products. What are those features can I easily put on my website, right? What are those noble sales patterns? And I can tell you now, the website that I'm looking at have definitely not done that. They've just taken the products, 
from AliExpress. They've got the photographs, they've put them on their website, and boom, hopefully it will sell. Now, is this uh, website niche? That's a good one to ask. You know, we talked about that in episode five. Definitely check out that. I am looking at this website, and what you're not doing on this website, which is good to see, is you're not trying to sell everything on here. You're actually focused in, you're talking about handbags, jewelry, and sunglasses, which I quite like. You've sort of focused in, and you're aiming all at women, okay? So you're, you're, you've got your niche, which is good. I wonder whether you would better be better niching it down even further and just saying, right, I'm just going to do sunglasses, or I'm just going to do handbags. I think jewelry has probably been done to death, but do you know what I mean? Could you niche that down a little bit further? We are now going to take a few minutes to stop, pause, and review this week's e-commerce news. Well, welcome to the weekly news roundup with my uh, amazingly talented co-host, Sadaf. Hello. Hi, Matt. So, uh, in today's news, uh, I wanted to kick off with uh, Brexit, you know, that that horrible word that we're using a lot in the UK. Um, And the thing about Brexit is it's one of those things where everybody's, you know, moaning about Brexit because retail sales have fallen, or that was what we all thought. So, Daph, you found something which contradicts this, right? I did. So according to the Office for National Statistics, sales in July actually rose where city economists expected them to fall. And the difference is, is almost 0.5%. That, well, that, okay, so the, the National Stats Office, uh, or the ONS, says they actually rose rather than declined. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the difference is almost half a percent, which, I mean, that's huge, right, for for the country. So did they, did they explain why? Well, one of the reasons was um, Amazon's Prime Day. Oh, wow. Okay. So Amazon are doing their big Prime Day and it affects the, uh, the stats for July and changes the city economist predictions. That's nice. Thank you, Amazon. We appreciate that, right? So it goes to show it's not all doom and gloom, I suppose. No, it's not all doom and gloom. News item number two. Okay. Matt, I have a question for you. Go for it. Have you ever used online chat when you're on an e-commerce website? Yeah, I've used it loads. You mean the little pop-up thing where it's on the right-hand side and you just text chat to someone who's in the, in the I guess, in the sales office somewhere. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I've, that's what I've used. I, I use it all the time, actually. I find them quite helpful. It's one of the things, actually, I recommend quite a lot of people put on their websites. So, yes. Well, Shopify has now introduced a native chat tool for its e-commerce website, and it looks pretty nice. Well, okay. Uh, well, that's a great idea for Shopify. Um, if I'm honest, I'm surprised it took so long. Uh, I didn't realize they didn't have a native tool chat. Uh, pro, uh, is that right? I, I didn't realize they didn't have a native tool chat program. Whatever it is. Anyway, they didn't have one, and I'm surprised. <laughs> uh, but it's good they've got one now. Yeah. Okay, cool. News item number three. Go for it. Who is one of the best footballers of our time, Matt? <laughs> it's a bit of a leading question, right? It mm-hmm. depends who you ask, because I'm a bit of a Liverpool fan, so any Liverpool player is fine in that, in that response. All right. Well, would you get any of them to be an ambassador for your e-com platform? Would I get any of them to be an ambassador for my e-commerce platform? That's a really interesting question. Part of me would say I would love to because it would be great to meet them, but the other part of me would go footballers and e-commerce platforms aren't... I don't know. I'd, I'd maybe go talk to Richard Branson or somebody 
who would make more sense to to promote my e-commerce platform? Why? Why do you know one? Are they willing to do it? Well, would you believe that Singapore-based e-com platform Shopee has just signed a deal with Cristiano Ronaldo? He's okay. doing some TV ads and hoping to engage fans with live streaming. Okay, that's a uh, that's a bit left field. Yeah, uh, but okay, that sounds pretty cool. And that was Shopee. It I've was. Never, have you heard of Shopee? Never. I've never heard of Shopee. Um, but then I don't go. You know, I don't do e-commerce purchasing in Singapore, which maybe explains it. But they're obviously significant if they're signing Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, and I'm curious to see if that actually works for them. I hope it does because that's, well, that's quite a field, uh, but that's cool. Okay, that's this week's news roundup. Thanks, Sadaf. Thanks, Matt. We'll see you again next week. That's the news. So now let's get back to it. So if I'm honest with you, the website I'm looking at hasn't even got out the gate because they've not got the right products, right? So we know why they're not generating any sales. But let's carry on further and have a look down. So uh, Jersey Jam Jar, so is the first one's all about product. E, J-E is engineer, and that's all about building an adaptable platform that provides the best buying experience for the customers and integrates with the business systems. Now, the website that I see is no big shock. It is a Shopify website. It's what is... It's what I expected it to be. Um, and Shopify, like I said, is a great platform for being a starter. I don't think, I have to be honest with you, you've chosen a particularly good theme for what it is that you're trying to sell, for the audience that you're trying to reach. And it doesn't really provide the functionality that these people want to see when buying that type of product, if that makes sense. So I don't think the website has been particularly thought about from a design point of view. I think what has actually happened You've gone to Shopify, you've looked at the theme and gone, I quite like that. And it's all based around your personal feelings rather than researching what customers want, right? You put a whole bunch of products on there, mishmash, moshing. You you actually think it looks okay. The reality is it doesn't, right? So uh, well, what I am going to do while I'm here, I appreciate you can't see this. I'm just going to click the social media links uh, and you've got 80 followers. Okay, yeah. This leads me nicely into the resonate section. Create the best buying experience for your customer. You've got to do stuff which resonates with the client, right? If I go into your website and see that you've only got 80 followers on Instagram, and what have we got on Facebook here? 27. I'm going to look at that and go, this is such a small, insignificant. I am really apologize for using this language, but think about it from your point of view. If you're going to go shopping on a website that's trying to sell you a product and you see it's only got 80 people that are following you on Instagram and 27 likes on Facebook, what do you think about that company? Be real and brutally honest with yourself. So what you've got to do in situations like that, I think, is you have to make that, um, you, you don't hide that, you actually uh, you talk about it. You talk about it as a strength. You talk about being boutique and small and a startup um, and make, you know, going that extra mile to deliver an experience that Amazon or whoever you're competing against cannot beat, right? You just, that I would, I, I personally would do that. You haven't. So I'd look at that and go, oh my goodness, this is a small website. I'm not even sure if if something goes wrong. I, I'm just not comfortable giving my credit card information here. But if something did go wrong, oh my goodness, you know, it's too small a company to deal with. That's just my initial feeling, right? Now, I talked to a while ago about the fact that I don't think you've chosen a particularly good template. And this is where 
I think platforms like Shopify don't help you. They're, and, and you see this phrase used all the time, Squarespace use it, Wix, they all, Weebly, all of them. They're like, you do not need any coding experience to build this website. And that, on first glance, is a brilliant thing, right? Because designers and developers are expensive. Uh, I know, I've got a web design agency, right? Then it's not cheap um, service to buy because these guys are highly skilled at what they do. But... The problem with that is it becomes, I think, very, very easy to create a design on a website that feels very amateurish because you have not got the talent or the or the skills to create something that looks professional and gives me the confidence to buy from your website. Okay, For example, on the site that I'm looking at, um, there's not even a logo. There's not a company name anywhere on the hero section of this website. So I don't even know the name of the company that I am dealing with right now. I can see it maybe in the web domain, but where's the logo? Where's there's nothing there, right? That kind of it is simple things like that that I think you miss out on. So whilst I appreciate they're great to start with, if you know anybody who's a developer or a web designer and they've got an eye for this sort of thing, you definitely want to get their input, right? You want to take your website, once you've got it up and running, and put it in front of a whole bunch of people, people you know, people you don't know. Offer people, go into Starbucks and say, listen, I'll buy you a coffee. I just want you to try and buy something on this website and tell me what you think, right? And just sit and watch them with your notebook. Use your website and you'll see what I mean super, super quickly. Where are they struggling? Where are they failing? What do they feel about it? They'll use words like it's okay or it's a bit basic or do you know what I mean? you, You will quickly get that information out of them. The other thing that this website does, which I've seen a lot of new websites do, is they use these really stupid, annoying, irritating. <laughs> you can I'm hoping you can sense how much I detest these pop-ups that come up like the Wheel of Fortune type pop-ups. And it just it's horrific because you know, people people use them as gimmicks to get email addresses and people are like you know what i'm even getting email addresses but people aren't buying their gimmicks get rid of them you will never see that on nike you just won't right you'll never see that on oakley you would never see that on jersey beauty company let me tell you just get rid of it um and we can look at other things under raising. I mean, we could spend all day just on this one section. Things like there's no reviews on any of the products on your website. And again, there are things that you can do to go and get those reviews in an honest and ethical way, but work hard to go and get those reviews. Get those reviews on your website. The images, bad images, go and get the products. Put them on your friends. Take photos, put them on the website, but do it in a better way, right? Like I say, the list goes on and on and on about how to get your site to resonate better. Okay, so I can see why people are not buying products from this website, Um, just from the wrong product choice. uh, Website's not great and it's definitely not resonating with me. So we failed on the J, E and R. Let's look at the send part because this is this is always always fascinate me when you when I talk to people about this particular problem. They're like, there are lots of people going to my website, but they're not buying anything. In other words, I've got the traffic thing down. Right, I know what I'm doing there, yet they're not buying. Why is that? Okay, now remember what I said last week. If you heard the podcast, the aim here is to find your customers, 
direct them to your website so that they buy from you, okay? So you really need to have these people going to your website and buying from you. And you can use Facebook ads to get people to go to your website. My question is, are they your customers? And this is where I think people are going to fail. The ads are not targeted to their niche, okay? So they're, they're buying traffic. They're paying Facebook to send people to their website who aren't ready to buy, who aren't really interested necessarily in that product style or that product category, or that product niche. They've maybe just checked, seen an image and just gone, oh, and for whatever reason clicked it. But it doesn't really resonate that well with them. And I think you have to play around with um, a lot on where your customers are, getting in front of them, getting them to come to your website and finding those targeted. Just sending... Anybody to your website is not going to work. There are going to be specific niches, targets, and people groups that are going to work for you, and you're just going to have to go and find them. So just because people are coming to your website doesn't mean they are the right kind of people, okay? And so I would say we could stop right there. (laughs) I mean, we've got the experience side of things. I don't genuinely know what the experience of buying off this website will be. I think a lot of people have become wise to this kind of thing now where you've just, you know, you're just in effect drop shipping from AliExpress. They're like, I don't really want to wait five to six weeks for my product to arrive. I genuinely don't. Um, I don't need a five week delivery. I want my delivery like tomorrow. Uh, And that experience you know can you deliver that experience Uh, i don't think i would get that feeling from this particular website especially because there's no testimonials from customers on the site saying oh i ordered this today and it arrived next day and you know casey or whoever it is that's running the website was a beautiful person they really helped me out and it was brilliant thank you very much there's none of that on there right so um, as a customer you're gonna you look at this and think i'm actually not going to have a great experience Um, It may be the product even arrives quickly, but because it's this cheap, is it actually going to be any good? Or if it's this expensive, is that too much money? Do you know what I mean? All these questions going through their head. uh, Is it it repeatable and referable? Well, I wouldn't send anybody to this website to buy a handbag. I just wouldn't. Uh, And they've got one thing here. I'm going to end on this particular issue. I look at their website. I want you to picture in your head... Um, don't close your eyes if you're driving along. Just try and picture in your head a typical e-commerce website. What what does a product page look like? You've and I'm going to paint a picture for you. Right on the top left of that page, you've usually got several images that are related to that product. Okay, so that's where the images go. And on the top right, you've normally got the product title, maybe the number of reviews, small description, and then a little button which says add to basket right and there's a reason why we always lay out websites like that on e-commerce because that's what people expect every now and again you come across people that go i want to be a little bit different i want to be a little bit clever i actually want to put the images on the right and the add to cart information on the left but all of a sudden actually that feels quite wrong for a lot of people and you're just giving they couldn't explain it they don't know why but you're just giving them a reason not to press that add to cart button or, and the website that i'm looking at the add to cart information you've guessed it is on the left it's driving me nuts already it needs to be on the right and there are two buttons on their add to cart section one which says add to cart and another one which says buy it now hello <laughs> they both do the same thing you definitely don't need two buttons like that just Add to cart is fine. Buy it now is fine. Whatever language you want to use, test it for your audience. But don't 
you're just confusing people. Which button do I press? I just don't know. Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, anyway, I could, like I say, spend all day just preambling on that particular one issue. But I hope you've got a sense of how you can use the Jersey framework to answer this question. Why am I getting traffic but no sales? You have got to be brutally honest with yourself. Go through that framework. Find out where your issues are and then you know how to solve that particular problem for you and your business. So I hope that's helpful. I hope that makes an awful lot of sense. Uh, if you've got any questions, just reach out to me. Probably social media is the best way to do it. Head on over to Instagram, uh, search Matt Edmondson, and you will be able to connect with me there. Uh, otherwise, just head on over to the website, mattedmondson.com. All the links are there. The show notes, everything is all there, including how to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. So if, you, um, if you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do so wherever you get the podcast. It's free, full of good stuff about how to set up, run and grow your own e-commerce business. So do make sure you subscribe to keep up to date. If you could, to spend a few minutes, give me a quick review wherever you get your podcast. Really, really helpful, um, especially those five-star reviews, but honest reviews are even better. It really helps us get the word out there. I would certainly, certainly appreciate that. Uh, and of course, all the show notes are on the website at mattedmondson.com. Thanks for listening, uh, my fellow e-commerce entrepreneurs. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And I'm going to be back really soon with some more help and advice and tips on how to run your e-commerce business. So until next time. You've been listening to the Curiosity Podcast with Matt Edmondson. Subscribe and join us next time as we carry on conversations about all things e-commerce and digital business.